This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. And I started seeing the trailers for this, this movie called Antebellum. And I'm like, do I want to watch this? It's going to be on demand because we are in COVID. Do I want to watch a movie that sends Janelle Monet back into slavery? I don't know if I want to do that. So this brother's going to have to convince me. Is this going to be one of those things, Jay? I don't know if we need to watch his triggering. Uh, he is starring in it. It's called Antebellum. Let me welcome to the show for the first time, Tangayi Charissa. Wow, you said that right. Yeah, I've been practicing my... um. Zimbabwean. What is the language of your native country? Zimbabwean? No, it's Shauna, actually. Well, we've, we've got we've got three. We've got three of a lie. I think we've actually got 16 official languages, but the three Stop. most prominently used are Shauna, Debel, and English. Shauna, Debel, Debel, and English. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. This is the first time I'm meeting you. You're, you're beautiful, by the way, Tanjai. Um, Thank you. Did, did you grow up in Zimbabwe? Yeah. Yeah, born and raised. Okay. Uh, I right. I left Zimbabwe in 2006 to go to film school okay. in South Africa. Some school in South Africa. Yeah, film school, okay. film school some, in South Africa. School. All right. Was is Mugabe? Was he? Was he? Because he was the pre, was he the president forever till yeah. he was like ninety nine thousand years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, man. He was president since uh, I was born. Like yeah. he was the only president I ever knew. So. Uh, when wow. he finally, you know, got kicked out of uh, office, it was like a death celebration for the entire nation. So that was what, uh, exhilarating. Was it? So talk about, because I think we don't have an idea of oppression, except if we're black in America, we have an idea of oppression because we endure it. We endure it. But it's not a daily mm. thing, right? So I'm imagining in a country like Zimbabwe, where you have a, a, a dictator or a leader that is not good, because I'm, I'm trying to make some, some comparisons here or, or understand when you're under a regime that is just corrupt and horrible, how do you get through that? And it's not constant, right? So talk a little bit no. about your... Yeah. So, I mean, initially when, when he started, he was actually the darling of Africa. I mean, this man was knighted by the Queen of England. He was Sir Robert Mugabe, you know. Um, but... Obviously, with a lot of the um, the history behind Zimbabwe and the agreements that they had with uh, London at the time, and the I think it was with uh, uh, Margaret Thatcher, they had some sort of agreement to say, "Hey, look, we will compensate you for the land that was taken by the whites." But once she left office and Tony Blair came in, Blair basically said. The agreements that you have with Margaret has got nothing to do with us, so we're not compensating you. And I think that's wow. where it started to go downhill from there because Mugabe was like, well, if you're not going to do the honorable thing, we're just going to take what belongs to us. Now, in, in theory, I believe and I agree with the principle of returning the land back to its people. How it was executed, I think it could have been better. There was no need for uh, bloodshed the way it happened, but... I think emotions ran high, and it was just the height of just the, you know, political turmoil between uh, L London and Harare at the time. I think about it as you're talking. Uh, you speak English very well, right? Because your your country was colonized, 
right mm. to an extent right and and in that colonization was also sort of an indoctrination into this ice water is colder this system is better this way is more mm. dignified it is cleaner it is this it is that and you know when you're able to throw the yoke of oppression off it, it doesn't mm. come it doesn't come peacefully power never no. gives up power without a fight so even the the you know the knock on how it was done has to be seen through the lens it's almost like the second foul What's worse, mm-hmm. the first foul of oppression and colonization or the, the, the foul to say, all right, y'all ain't paying for this? All right, take this Absolutely. and that and, and the other. Get out. Absolutely. I, but this is the thing where it's like knowing that I think everybody should have just come to the table and been like, listen, man, we've got nobody else besides ourselves to make this thing work. How best can we mm-hmm. do this? Unfortunately, you know, um, when it comes to certain freedom of uh, freedom of speech, certain rights um, that were exercised before the government started to clamp, started to clamp down on freedom of speech, you know, and on a whole bunch of other things to suppress the 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 concerns that people were get, uh, putting out there to the rest of the world, because you know they were doing stuff that now didn't seem to be justified from a political standpoint. You know, it was like okay, we're, we're going back to the into the jungles and we'll do this guerrilla style. And so, because you're dealing with people that were young teenagers that fought for the, for the liberation of our country. So that's all they know. And when you introduce a new system and a new doctrine that is not succinctly in line with where we grew up and how we grew up, we'll always revert to what we know. And that was like, we're going to take this land, you know, with the power of the gun. By, and that's exactly what they did. By any means necessary. Listen, um, and, and again, it's a reaction. You know, I often say, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm angry a lot, but I'm, my natural self isn't angry. I'm angry in juxtaposition to oppression. So who am right. I really? And when you remove the oppression, can, am I a different person? Probably, right? Mm. So I, yeah. I am built for what is happening to react to it mm-hmm. so that I can thrive or sustain myself. So I, you know, I just, I'm, I'm happy to talk to people from different places cause I've never been to Zimbabwe, but I would love to right. explore when I, you know, in 16 official languages tells me how many of them do you speak? <laughs> just, just, just the one native Shauna and uh, English. I wish my mom taught me cause she spoke like seven or eight of them, but you know, growing up, wow. she would be like, every time she tried to teach me her native language, which was Ndebele, um, you know, we would mimic her and just make sounds like nah, 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 nah. and so she was just like, I'm not trying to teach you anymore because y'all, you know, y'all not trying to learn. So, you know, it is what it is. Wow. That, that is the amazing thing about Africa. For people who have never been to Africa, you could go for a 30-minute drive and you're in mm. a place where what they, I mean, I don't speak any, any of the language at all, but you could go to, in 30 minutes, you're in another place where they don't speak what they were speaking 30 minutes ago when you were driving. And it's most amazing. And that only comes from people who've been to Africa and you hear people talk about Africa. And I I talk to some of my African friends, they get asked some of the dumbest ass questions (laughs) that you would not believe. Do y'all have streets? (laughs) Y'all have buildings in Africa? Do y'all, so y'all have cars, right? And you be like, right. Yes. I mean, I've been to Zimbabwe. I've been to Cape Town. I've been to, Johannesburg, and I mean, I didn't go with the awareness that well, I'm not. I'm just gonna be seeing jungle and 
and Tarzan flying his ass around. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, I started with see movies and I read about it before I went there. But the people who've never been, every black person needs to go to Africa one time in your life. You need to go so you can stop asking Africans dumbass <laughs> questions. Just for that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Respect. Tengaye, Respect. <laughs> yes. Uh, Tengaye, uh, Teresa, Teresa, what, what does Tengaye T- mean? Tengai, Tengai. Tengai means let, yeah, Tengai, Tengai Chirisa. It means let God rule. I love it. All right. <laughs> All right. So how does a young man growing up in Zimbabwe, educated in South Africa, end up in America, starring in a movie about slavery? What in the hell is that, James? Yo, nothing but the grace of God, man. I've you know, what started as a dream growing up with my brothers, you know, back then when we used to go get like DVDs at the video store, you know, and they had like those 20 minute trailers, you know, we would sit together and we would watch these trailers. And every time it came out, I would mimic the man with that voice and insert my name in it. You know, he came from Africa. Some guy Teresa, Will Smith. <laughs> you know, That's and good. I'll be like, one day I'm going to be in, a, you know, in Hollywood. And my brothers would laugh. They're like, yeah, you're not even acting out here. So how does that even correlate? But it's one of those things when you just have a vision and you just know that this is what you want. I didn't know how it was going to work out. I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And, you know, I just started working with what I had. And before you know it, doors just started opening up once I kind of like put my foot into it. So it's like steps of a thousand begin with one. And Mm. I'm just as shocked as everybody. Like I'm on set sometimes and I'm like looking around like, oh, my God, I'm in America working in Hollywood. (laughs) What? So it's a dream come true. I'm living it right now. And I, I don't think I'll ever tire of the wonderful opportunity that, you know, America has given me to fulfill a lifelong dream. Mm. Wow. You're you're on The Good Doctor. Um, Welcome. You're on The Good Doctor. You play Carrie's husband on The Good Doctor, uh, 11 episodes of that. Um, And now you're in this movie, Antebellum, that is, uh, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I have to just be honest, even though I love Janelle Monae and now I'm in love with you. And uh, Mm -hmm. my love is easy to come by, apparently. Uh, so, so the movie's premise is, uh, Janelle Monae's character, uh, pisses some people off and they throw her back into slavery. Now I thought it was like a time travel thing, but it's not a time, it's a horror movie for sure. Any, for any black person to be thrown, even the notion of it back into that that kind of slavery. Just thinking about that. (laughs) No. Can I ask a question, Karen? Can I ask a absolutely, absolutely. Is, is this is this used as a threat? Because I haven't seen the movie either. Like, keep on, keep on. Okay, I'm gonna throw your ass back into slavery. Is this is this a warning that you can give people before you throw them back, or you just put them back into slavery? I gotta see the movie. I gotta see. It. <laughs> you have to see the movie. And look, I'll say this: it is it is so necessary for that very reason. I think it it will highlight certain things um, within, uh, obviously, America, the systems that are in place, and certain objectives that we as a people uh, have had to overcome and what it takes to overcome. If you watch it, it's going to leave you 
satisfied, I feel, with how things work out or turn out for her. And I think it's just a a metaphor for what's actually happening on the streets right now, where people are literally, again, fighting for their freedoms that we've been, you know, fighting for since the day we got here, you know. And every single thing from the civil rights movement, the Black Lives Matter, it's the same recurring theme. We want our freedom. We want to be equal. Just give us that opportunity, and we will show you how much more we can do if given the platform. As a Native African, and we're talking with Tengai, excuse me, because there's no I. There's an I there, but it's silent. Tengai, Tengai, Teresa. The Y is silent, yeah. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, You're a Native African, but you're saying we since we got here. But that wasn't your Native experience, but you connect with it. Absolutely. Talk about that. Absolutely. It's broad, but I feel like we are one because the, the, uh, the interesting thing is that even being far separated from the motherland, there's still a sense of identity in terms of cultural groups. And when I talk about cultural groups, I talk about, I equate that to when you have the gangs in America. There's a certain feeling that I need to belong to something or someone. That is not something that you are taught. You just innately feel it. So you already know that we come from one fabric. We are the same people. Time is relative in this, in this, in this conversation, you know, because me coming now could have happened 400 years ago. I just happened to be this new immigrant that's coming in, you know, in the 2020s or whatever. But that really is the same struggle. And even in Africa, we're still having to overcome white governments and white systems, you know, from our own land, things that have been stolen from us, you know, we're subservient to people that didn't belong. And now we have to figure a way out to gain back our independence, to gain back our riches and to find our identity once more, because that's what colonization does. It robs you of who you were and makes that make you feel like you're listening. You're not human. You're not the Kings and the Queens that you're supposed to be. You know, mm-hmm. gives so you a middle name. Coming here, yeah, it gives it's you Arnold same as a middle name, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There oh you go. God. You know, yeah. but is this is a threat everywhere? The mm-hmm. color of my skin is a threat, and this like boggles my mind. But that's the reality of the world that we live in. So, I, I relate in the sense of oppression. Although the experience in America is going to be obviously different to what. We experience because bloodshed is bloodshed at the end of the day. And when you treat somebody as less than human, it's inhumane and it takes many shapes and forms. And people understand pain, especially black people. Right. So when you, uh, can I ask another question? So when you came, this is fascinating, when you came from, from Africa the first time you came to the United States, and you, like you say, you were living in a, a country that was oppressed. And so, well, we have systemic racism here. When you got to America, was it like, oh, I'm I'm used to this. I, I this is this seems uh, this seems familiar. Or was it totally different from living in in in, the, in your country? I mean, it's different. It's different. I I obviously grew up uh, just after. I, they called me a born free, and a born free is somebody that was born <laughs> just after the independence. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean that the, 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 the ideologies die once you get your independence. You know, I was fortunate right. to go to a private school, but, you know, experienced my fair share of racism where the equivalent of, you know, nigger was Kaffir. And, you know, mm-hmm. people call me that. So I understand what that does um, and what that feels like when, when somebody sees you as less than. But I think coming to America and seeing just, number one, the major difference was just how the system is, you know, as an economy, it works really, really well. So you need to pay particular attention to see the nuances if you're a first-time, you know, visitor to the land. And some things would just go over your head because you haven't lived here long enough to understand, like, oh, wow, that was racist. <laughs> because where we're from, it was just black and white. It was, it is what yeah. it is. You know, they were just, yeah. you know, there's no, there was no intermingling as such. Even though I went to a private school, but for the majority of the time, the black got black kids played with themselves. The white people played with themselves only when it was coming to sports. You know, that would pretty much interact. So it was just like, oh, it is what it is. Um, it was very, you know, black and white. But here it kind of was like, oh, you got to, you know, the, you know, passive aggressive, like these are stuff I was learning, like, oh, okay, so you don't really like me. You're just doing this because, <laughs> you know, it's the right thing to do right now. It's the look that matters more than the empathy of the heart. So those were the lessons that I had to learn, painful as they were, but I needed to learn them to understand the levels of, of uh, microaggressive racism and just all this other stuff that just comes with it. Tengai is here. Uh, he's going to be an antebellum. You still haven't told me how Janelle Monet ends up in bondage. I need to understand how she <laughs> how she's well, you're going to have to watch this movie. Yeah, watch movie. Like this is, that's where it, it I think is the, uh, the plot twist that you're like, okay, how does this happen? How does she get from this point to that? And I think it, it will definitely get you asking a lot of questions, um, you know, just on every level you can think of. But, yeah, how does she get from point A to point B? That's All something right. that the movie right, can only answer. Are you, are you shirtless at any point in this uh, antebellum? Uh, I'm, asking I am. For I'm asking for a friend. I'm asking for a friend. Yeah, I yeah, am. I am. All right. And what what role are you playing? Who are you playing? So I I play uh, the character Eli, and he's you know you find him on the plant on the plantation, and and he's you know basically seen a lot of uh, brutal acts you know, uh, not only on himself, but on people that he really loves uh, and cares for. And, you know, he's just got to a point where he now needs to figure out how to escape hell. Mm, yeah. Okay. So you're going to just leave that there for mm. us. All right. <laughs> All right. Just so enough to get you to be like, I got to go watch this. Oh, J. Anthony's definitely <laughs> watching it. But I'm watching Love yeah, I'm watching Country. I'm watching, watching, you know, I, I'm I'm struggling because there's so many, sh- you know, this this whole notion of of bondage. When I think about, you know, the movies that like Twelve Years a Slave, it's like Hollywood's obsessed with us in bondage. You know, Django. Mm-hmm. We we like to see us in bondage. You know, not we, mm-hmm. 
but Hollywood, you know. So mm. I, I know there's been a Jordan Peele comparison because it's a horror movie. But mm-hmm. it's like the if we keep putting those images of us in chains and bondage and right, you know. But then again, Underground was one of my favorite shows that I wish had come back because it was so inspiring mm. and empowering. So shout out to Misha Green and her vision because she's bringing a bit of yeah. that with Lovecraft. I don't. know. I guess I have to watch it. Okay. Well, um, I I, I know, know what you I know what you're saying, Karen. But I kind of look at it like every generation needs to know what what was before us, you know, what, what we went through. When I say we, it mean me as a, as a black people. And there's some kids t- that really don't know that slavery exists. It, it's not taught in the mm. schools. They, they've never seen it. They don't know that we had it. And so even my question to you is what did you learn about slavery that you wasn't aware about that you, what was, what was like, well, I didn't know that that happened. What did you learn from doing this movie in it? Um, well, thankfully, I think our education system um, did teach a lot on world history. So we had a very good understanding about, you know, the slave trade um, and just, you know, the, the mechanics of how that worked and, you know, ships coming and getting and, you know, within the tribes on the African, how they were, you know, catching each other and selling each other out and all this kind of stuff. Um, so we had a very... Uh, you know, sound understanding. But it's obviously once I started to do the research for the character that I started to go into the psychology of what enslaved uh, people went through and just what that looked like, the traumas of being silenced when you wanted to ask a question and the fact that you voiced something was an act of war, you know, with the mm-hmm. with those that, you know, su- suppressed you. Because... According to their eyes, you're cattle. Cattle does not talk back. You don't ask questions. Right. And so learning how that affected them as, you know, men and women that were, in, you know, in these, in these conditions just shifted perspective for me and just be like, wow. You know, I was on a plantation for a month and a half, but people mm-hmm. lived entire lives like that. And I can only yeah. imagine the first group that landed and, they're confused and they're like, what's happening? And when they tried to voice the inhumanity, they were silenced by being beat down or lynched or killed. You know, what does that do to the psyche of an individual, to the psyche of the people, you know? But as much as as you're being silenced not to speak, you start to develop other ways of communicating, which is why people would sing and there was a message in that. You know, you didn't have to verbally speak. A cue scratching of the head, the way you rolled mm-hmm. your shoulder was enough to send and convey messages, which that's what you do when you are, you adapt to survive. So learning all of that is just unique in and of itself. And it's again, very indicative of we as a people from Africa and case in point is wow. when I was in school, me and my friends, we had a unique way of whistling to identify which group of friends you were calling out. And that whistle was only unique to me and my friends. Some people would just think, oh, some kids are just whistling. Ooh. But those that knew, knew exactly like, oh, whistle. my friend is outside. Wait, Let whistle. me go. Ski wee. <laughs> Ooh. Right? Uh, you know, like mm. in fraternities, uh, J. Anthony Brown, you're in a fraternity? The Q's yeah. bark. Go the mob. Q's yeah. bark. What, what's yours? You're a Q? Blue fire, you side, right? There, you know, uh, all, we do that. When you just said that, that just yeah. that's wow. 
Yeah, uh, you, so that's what I'm saying. We're so intrinsically connected. All this stuff, we didn't know. But if you come to Africa, you can identify some things. We come to America, and we're like, oh, my gosh, that's such a tribal thing. So we're just separated by distance, but we are literally one people. Mm. Yeah. Play, playing you, the role of you, somebody in bondage. Hold on. Playing the role of somebody. We're talking with Tangai uh, Teresa, and you can follow him at T-O-N-G-A-Y-I. C-H-I-R-I-S-A on the Twitters. Follow him. He's also in Hulu's Palm Springs. You can check that out too. This is so powerful what you're talking about and, and, and having to be this role, be this person in bondage, be this docile mm. person. Um, I, as you're sitting there and I'm thinking about, you're right, you know, we're here today because somebody endured that. A whole mm. lot of somebody's endured that to survive for us to be here. And yeah. we owe it to them. We owe it to them to be as free as we possibly can be. We owe Absolutely. it to all of those folks who couldn't speak to speak, to do the things that they couldn't do. And so, you know, I appreciate that because that, that just validates, you know, this, this space yeah. that we're in right now. Right. And, sorry, and this is what I always say. We are a body. America is a body. Now imagine if your right arm was completely broken and smashed. And your rest of your body is talking about, you know, you're going about your business, but you can't do nothing because your right arm is, sm- is smashed. And every time you try, you know, somebody's like, look, your right arm is broken. You need to do something. And when you try to do something, your left arm smashes it down like you're complaining too much. This is what happens when you have a system where something is not working. America's the body. It's not functioning at its full capacity because it's got a broken arm. All lives matter, absolutely. But right now, we need to fix the arm. Imagine when you have two strong arms, how much more can you achieve and do? So when we have these movies that are consistently seemingly sounding like we're just knocking with the same bell time and time again, it's because the arm has not been addressed. And we will need this continually until somebody says, okay, y'all, let's put this in the cast. Let's get the medication it needs to get strong so that it can actually contribute to the rest of the body. The problem with America though, they don't see that arm as a functioning piece of, of what and needs to happen. They don't see that arm as continue. part of their body. They see that mm-hmm. arm as a foreign uh, disease that needs to be eradicated and cut away. Right. And, and maybe, maybe out, America right. wants a prosthetic. Maybe they want to have, you know, maybe that's what they want. <laughs> right. But I don't think America sees the arm as part of its body. Right. And actually, if America's looking, hold on. If America's looking, black folks are the body. You're the arm. (laughs) We're the heart. We're the blood. We're we're the thing that makes this thing function. Right. Well, were you a a method actor, meaning at the end of the day, you're like, no, I'm going to stay a slave for the whole time. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go home. (laughs) I'm I'm going to be real to the road. So for the next six (laughs) six or seven weeks I'm doing the slave thing or did did you go home at night or did you stay in into bondage did you I mean no I I definitely went for a while yeah you went home I I definitely went home I definitely went home but um I think it's a privilege and an honor when you know you're playing or you're doing justice to a character when you know even some of the background 
actors, you know, were, you know, would see me walking and at a certain gait about me. And then some were like, wow, you really look like you. They just picked you off the street and threw you in this, you know. But it's testament to the costume. It's testament to just this character and just, you know, you know, the work that one has to do to make this thing as real as possible. Yeah, I've hijacked Tungai for the rest of the day. He's going to be sticking around because <laughs> I, I like I like him. Tungai, uh, Teresa is sticking around. Uh, we have J. Anthony yeah. Brown. He's here as well. Um, I asked you a question off mic that I'm going to ask you on mic. But before I do that, let me get uh, the callers in. Let's go to Junior in Detroit. He has a question. Hey, Junior. Hey, Karen, how are you? Awesome. My, 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 my question follows your is a great segue from what you were talking about earlier. Uh, you were talking about the left arm, the right arm, and America's perception. So have your guests answer this. I'm not going to try to say anything because I'll say it wrong. But you guys have used a lot of terms uh, in slavery and bondage and plantations and all that. That's not America's viewership. It's not how America views blacks today. The, the laziness and the crying is what people view, and the murderous activity in the major cities is how blacks are perceived. Don't cry about slavery when you kill each other and you're so violent. Oh. I got a nose for white supremacy, and he smells like bleach. Not today. We're not doing that today. Thank you. Yeah, you know, but it speaks to the fear that Tengai said when he held up his hand. They're afraid of this. So when we talk about this, only thing they have is the narrative to flip it around because nobody wants to digest that you might have a problem that you need to fix your racism. I don't want to fix my racism. Mm. I'd rather say you black people are savages and you kill each other. So that makes me okay with what's happening to you right now. I'm okay right. with this because you're savages and you don't deserve life. So that's what he's saying, Junior. And I don't know what happened to you along the way that took your humanity, that stunted your growth as a person. I don't know why you are sitting in your mediocrity and it is not instead of you opening up yourself to do better that you want to call this show to try to cast aspersions here. But I'm going to invite you to, to read more, work out, get a penis enlargement, do the things that you need that will make you feel better as a human being so that you're not focused on us. Just focus on being a better person. Uh, I'm going to go to a break because I don't want to guy to get involved in this foolishness, even though it's foolishness Friday. I'm going to find out other things that he likes and things like that when we come back. J. Anthony Brown might have a song for us, and we're going to learn Spanish in the next hour. Well, at least um, That's right. we are. we're going to do we uh, some Duolingo. I just I downloaded the app. So Jay and I committed last week with Lamont that we're uh-huh. going to learn some Spanish on a Friday, and hopefully by the end of the year we'll be fluent. All right. Maybe, right. maybe, we, maybe we won't be fluent, but, you know, do you know any Spanish, Tungai? Nah, no, just, just, nah, just other languages. See, no. right. ballet in English. All right. Well, then you can learn some too. We're gonna throw some at you because I got a couple. Three, of you already have three, so three is cool. But you can learn one more though. You well, I, I only know two. I only know two. Like English his and Spanish. Like, yeah, his mother knows a lot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who she is, but we're gonna learn some of that too. And you can teach us a little Shauna too when we come back. All right. Eight six six eight zero one eight two five five is the number. It's the Karen Hunter Show. We'll be right back. We have Tangai 
Tangai Teresa is here. J. Anthony Brown is co-hosting, sitting in the in the hot seat. Uh, somebody wanted to know how do these people get through? Well, they lie. They tell the call screener, "Hi, I want to talk to Tangai about Zimbabwe. I'm going to travel there. I have some questions." And then you go to them, and then they bait and switch, and and then and then uh, troll us. I, I think also they're a little bit. I think they're also, you know, do you watch uh, Billions? You know, the, uh, the Chuck character who likes to get that, 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 that uh, heel in his ass with the ball in his mouth? Chuck Rose, anybody? Am I the only one watching Billions? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, I think there's a little bit of that, there's a little bit of Chuck Rhodes in them too. Like they, they, they like to get the little heel in their ass. It's a little freaky. <laughs> I think they like that. Because um, why else would you call the show? You know what's gonna happen. So why would you call this show about that? Yeah. Right, right. right. Yeah, we're not gonna be like, oh, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, black people are hard. They're mm. vicious. They're, they're just. Oh, so, we never, we never thought about it like that. Oh my god. Yeah, well, you thank know? you. Enlightened <laughs> us about black people, and oh my gosh, we are. There's no racism. You know you're that's, absolutely right. All lives matter. All right, here we go. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Tagaya is in Antebellum. Which when is that? When is that premiere? Next week. Yeah, on the 18th. Man. Have you seen okay. it? City on demand. I haven't I seen have. it. Well, no, he no, had, no. he was in it. Of course, he saw no, it. Well, sometimes <laughs> you'll be in stuff you won't look at, but he we saw it. Like I've never seen anything I've been in. I won't watch it. I will not watch right. anything I'm in. Really? I can't right. do it. So yes, you're not watching your it. weekly show on um? What is no, it? No, I'm, I'm I'm telling people to watch it. I, I'm just so I critique myself so much. I'm like, why did I say that? I shouldn't have said this. I can't believe I said that. So I cannot watch. I cannot watch me. I completely understand <laughs> that. I've written thirty plus books. I've never reread a book in my entire life. I've never wow. reread it. So I totally understand what you're saying, Jay. Um, because you're gonna find a typo. You know, you're going to find something and you can't go back. You can't go back and fix it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I, I completely get that. Uh, 866-801-8255. All right. So Antebellum next week, Janelle Monet starring in it. Tangai Teresa plays a, a guy named Eli on the plantation. Somehow they end up in slavery in, in 2020. I don't know. Is it, it's not a time travel, but it is a horror movie, right? <laughs> there you go. Okay. All right. Now, I saw a review about this because, you know, I was like, should I watch this? And somebody said it's like horror trauma porn where there's so many horrific things happening in this movie that it's going to trigger people and it's almost too much. What do you what do you respond? How do you respond to that? Um, I would have to say that I don't know what reality that they're living in um, when you see the atrocities that are taking place right now in America, especially with the recent protests, you know, how much more traumatic does it have to be when you see, you know, George Floyd's death live, you know, with phones mm-hmm. around the world? How, how many times do we have to see um, the young man that got shot, shot seven times, you know, in the back with his back turned, you know, um, if that isn't triggering enough for you, and that's the reality that we're living in, how then does a fictional story cause you to feel some type of way when, mm. you know, when certain mm. characters, you know, are, are being lynched on a film, but they're very much alive to talk about it. George Floyd can't, can't come to this show and talk about, oh, my death experience was kind of harrowing, you know, because it's real life. So I think the 
people's perceptions is a little skewed if if the film itself is harrowing and yet you you don't say anything about the bodies that are being lynched uh, in broad daylight that that for me is a discrepancy that is what needs to be fixed and if people have an issue with that you know that's very sad because what are we doing wow. today if if that's okay Right. So you're not dealing with the real life horrors that we're dealing with. Yeah. But you're going to cast right aspersions against You're going to, you know, castrate a, a movie. And it's like, wow, that's sad. That's and I think very, about, very as, you're, as, you're, as you're saying that, Tangai, you know, I watched as a kid playing for time, Sorbibor and Holocaust on network television. And mm. some of the most horrific scenes of, of, of brutalization and inhumanity gave me nightmares as a kid made me physically violently ill to the point where I couldn't go to mm. school the next day after watching that because my little mind couldn't wrap itself around that people did that to people and put them in ovens and gassed them and starved them to mm. death like I couldn't I couldn't fathom that and that was on net network television roots was mm. on network television you know and I remember as a little kid just being so affected by that that it carried through my adulthood so i think you know it is important that we see these fictional images of real things that yeah. happen hopefully to awaken yeah. some humanity in us and not de desensitize us to it absolutely absolutely i think that's that's the cry man it's, you know when you say let's let's start looking inwardly um you know and and address these issues because you know like i would say to some friends history is where you want it to begin Mm. You know, wow. if you start on, you know, if you start on third, third chapter of a book, there's still the epilogue, chapter one, chapter two, that you still need to read to get an understanding. You have not the complete story if you don't at least acknowledge where it begins. So for people to kind of like pick what point in the history of America to start their history is a misdiagnosis and it's inherently not good for the entire country because there are truths that one has to acknowledge in order to understand the full picture of why certain things happen and have happened the way they do. You know, it's a hemorrhaging effect because of certain events that took place. I could agree more. We're talking with Tangai Teresa, and you can follow him at Tangai, but it has an I at the end. So it's T-O-N-G-A-Y-I, <clears throat> Teresa, C-H-I-R-I-S-A. All right. So your your native tongue is Shauna. Shauna. Mm -hmm. All right. How do you yeah. say thank you in Shauna? Majita. That's Majika. No. Majika. No, say it again. Majita. Well, you got to do something with your teeth and your mouth. Yeah, it's not yeah. Just, it's a, so there's, there's a lot there's of sounds. <laughs> okay. My, are you saying Majita? Majita, so it's M-A-Z for zebra, Z-A-T-I. Mazdita. Mazdita. There you go. Mazdita. Yeah. Mazdita. Do it again. Mazita. Mazita. And it's like your tongue is involved in this. Yeah, so your tongue absolutely. is involved. So a Z is not a Z. It's a Z with the tongue. Mm -hmm. Mazita. Yeah. Mazita. Yeah. Mazita. Mazita. There you go. Mazita. Is, is there a word in Mazita. Shauna that re requires a click? Not in Shauna, but in Ndebele. In Ndebele, uh, there is. Uh, and then other languages such as Zulu. 
Uh, and I think Tosa, Tosa, that's, that's a language that uh, um, Trevor Noah actually speaks. So, when, you know, when you hear him do the little clicks, that's, that's, that's his language. Now, is thank you, thank you, and Shauna? Is it thank you, or is it mean? Does it mean something else? Like, so we we say thank you, but it doesn't mean like you know giving grace to the person that is giving me. You know, like is there a whole phrase? Yeah, there is. I mean, it, it also depends on who you're talking to and how you're talking to. Um, mm. You know, because um, there's another word that we use like tinotenda. You know, uh, we are grateful. Tinotenda. We thank you. Tino yeah. tender. I want that so, one. Tino tender. You know what I'm I saying? can say that one better. So, so depending on who you're talking to in the context, you can use both. Um, but yeah, Majita is usually when somebody gives you a, a, a gift and you receive it and you, you know, clap your hands, you know, Majita. You know. Majita. Yeah. You know, and then usually you say, Tino tender, we are grateful for the gift after you say Majita. So. And the emphasis oh, no. is on the no. No, ironically, no. Are there, <laughs> yeah. are, there, are there are there new curse words, or do you guys? Unless you guys, <laughs> does your country have curse words that are that don't relate to over here? Uh, there's a whole set of. I like. I need new curse words. So if you got uh, them, I, let me. <laughs> I I mean I don't know if we have like that's an interesting thing. I don't know if we actually have like curse curse words, but we have. Mm-hmm sayings that are just you know uh because of the emphasis you know are just really demeaning you know uh okay so is it like greek in, in greek right there's a word malaka or malakishmeno which is uh, a a man who masturbates his mother or something like that right so mm. is it like that? Your curses, like again, whole phrases where you, you, you know, a man who sticks his hand up a goat's ass and tickles the goat's intestines—that's a curse, mm. you know, something like that. Right. No, so it's exactly, exactly stuff like that. So it's you know, it's just like a whole sense of like, oh my god, did you just you know? <laughs> but if I was to translate it, you know. I'm I'm not gonna give you the shana, but I'm just gonna say this one that people use, and in English is like your bum or your butt. But the way you say it in the language is just like, oh wow, all right, you shouldn't be saying. Fighting words. All right, yeah, so yeah. what's the yeah. word that you can't give us? Give us one cuss word that you can't say in front of your mother. But if we oh. step foot in oh. Zimbabwe, everybody, you know, if somebody says something to us, we will all be ready. No, I can't say it. No. Come on, Tongue. Come on, Tongue Guy. Give us one. We need one good cuss word. We need one. We need one. We don't watch the movie. We need one cuss word. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll give you one that is kind of like, uh, you know, the one people use uh, a lot. So it's it's like food tech. Food tech. Food tech. Futek. Yeah. Futek. Yeah. So you can use it in different ways. Like if somebody says something, I'm in Futek. Like, you know, it's like throwing up the middle finger pretty much. Okay. You know. But if it's the other F word. It begins with an F. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so when, so what's the context? Somebody uh, cuts you off on the road and you go, Futek. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, what are you doing? Oh, 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 oh I'm talking. You know, like. 
get lost. Like, you know, you can use the same if a dog is coming because, you know, Africans and dogs, you know, it's kind of like an interesting <laughs> relationship. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to show where a dog, that's what we use, you know. So it, it, it's got many interchangeable, you know, expressions. Eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. Thank you for that, Tongue Guy. And you know you're you're such a proper man. Like I know you were raised well because you didn't want to indulge in this conversation with us right oh, now. Nah. Because you, you know somewhere your mother's gonna hear this and she's like, oh, so this is what we doing? Teaching people these languages and words? And, you know, like come on, we can Shameful. do better. Shameful. All right, Ma- Lee in Atlanta. Uh, moms are the same. Moms are the same no matter where you go. No matter the same. No matter where you go. That's a fact. Yeah, That's a fact. Absolutely. Hey, Lee, welcome. Hey, Karen. Hey, what's up, Anthony? And good brother. What's, what's good, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, your art, your sensitivity, your consciousness is much appreciated. I think... Thank you. One of the things that we... Don't want to be, I'm not saying you're doing that, but just in case we want to be careful to not be dismissive of the PTSD that African Americans have been going through from the time they left the plantation. PTSD is very real, it's very generational. So mm-hmm. while you may underst- just understand that triggers happen with visuals and your art is a visual and so those mm-hmm. types of triggers that relate to lynchings and rape or whatever because we have not really been able to solve that problem they still open mm-hmm. wounds so yeah with a little wisdom just add a little wisdom to your response in that regard because it's very real ptsd is very real not only in the sense of slavery but you know just family trauma Women's rape, all kinds of PTSD exist all over the world, especially with us as African Americans when it comes to film and art. So some of I us are strong I, I... enough to handle it, and while some of us may be able to use it as a reminder to stay strong, many of us, I can't even watch none of the videos because I already know what's happening. I don't look at right. It took me a while to check out for, uh, Floyd. It took, I don't look at none of them because I already know what's happening. It pisses me mm-hmm. off. But at the same time, it tra- it traumatizes my day. So yeah. my thing is, Lee, the thing that kills Lee, black Lee, people Lee, the most is Lee. stress. Sorry. Am I, can y'all hear me? Yeah, thank you for your call. I don't think Tengai was not being wise in his response. I thought it was very measured and super powerful. And I think that, I don't think you were undermining the, the trauma. I think you were saying no. for people who have a problem, and I don't think you were talking to black people either. <laughs> Because I didn't, I didn't take it that way, which is interesting because you can all listen to the same thing and come away with different messages. That's not what I, I heard you say, that there are so many people who have no problem watching modern-day horror but don't want to see it in film, that we are desensitized or we overlook this, but we want to call that you know, triggering and traumatizing when people are actually right. going through that to this day. That's what I heard you say. But I hear what you're saying, too, yeah. Lee. I don't think, you know... Uh, I don't think that's what Tangaya was saying, but I definitely agree with you that um, I, I don't watch, I call the modern day snuff films because it is hard mm-hmm. to watch a man lose his life and no one do anything, you know, to watch yeah. a man in eight minutes and 46 seconds cry for his mother and no one, or get shot in the back with that's his children okay. in the car or like Philando Castile get shot, 
in a car with a child in the back or see Tamir Rice gunned down in three seconds. It's hard to watch Eric Garner be choked to death and have him say he can't breathe and no one is helping him because it, it codifies that our lives really don't matter, which is when we say black lives matter, people are getting upset. It's, it's weird to be booed to ask for justice, to say we're going to yeah. take a moment of silence for unity and justice. It's weird that we live in a nation or in a world that cares so little about us. So we got to care about mm-hmm. ourselves. So I hear you, Lee. Yes, we got to take care of one another. I totally hear him. Uh, Fuka. What is it? What's the word? Futek. Futa. Is that it? All right. I know I'm misusing it. Okay. 866-801-8255. And on that, let me, um, what do you do for fun? Tengai. Me? Yeah. Uh, my gosh. I, um, I watch a lot of, um, like movies. That's my that, thing. I, I said, just... what do you do for fun? Do you play cards? <laughs> no, I, I watch movies. I, I hang out with my friends. Um, I love, I love, I love, I think, you know, it's weird, but I, I definitely do love just, uh, talking to people. Okay. Right. I don't know. That's, that's, no I guess spades. That's... that's fine. That's fine. You, you don't play spades? <laughs> you know, I tried to play spades, but one time I was just like, ah, I don't think I'm going to get the hang of this. This was, and, yeah, well, you know, never have. Like I recently yeah. started playing Uno, probably like a month, a year and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> living, living in America, they take spades on a whole nother level. It's, if, if, if you don't, the certain things you got, when you sit down to play spades, it's, it's for real with some people. And if you yeah. can't play and you're not that good, you can, that, that word, that, that, all that will come out. Futa. When, when whatever. <laughs> It's real. I don't know how to play at all. I wish I knew how to play. I don't know how to play dominoes, spades. So I don't really? yeah. sit down at the table. You, are, you have lived on this earth too long, and you're from South Carolina <laughs> to not know how And somebody in your house is now snatching you. Know huh? you yeah. See, That's some bull crap, J. Anthony Brown. You have no excuse. The guy has an excuse. He's not from America. <laughs> you, black man from South Carolina, don't know how to play spades. I am appalled. All right. Eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. We're gonna learn a little Spanish today. Just uh, one sentence. Um, I'm hoping mm. y'all can hear this. Hold on, let me see if I can. Come. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Come. 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 C O M A. What does that mean? Come. Do you know what it means? I know Lindsay knows what it means. What does that mean, J. Anthony Brown? Come. 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 Oh. Hey. Come. What? Come. What is it? <laughs> Anybody? Hey, no, Kome. Nope. Kome. Kome. No. Oh, I see. I see what you did. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. All right. It, I believe it means to eat. Kome. Kome. To eat. To eat. Okay. So I'm going to give you a sentence, J. Anthony Brown. What? She liked it. I know she did like it, but that, that y'all are nasty right now. All right. I'm going to give you another word, J. Anthony Brown. Okay. And tongue. Right. Tongaye. Uh, Tongaye. Mm-hmm. Uh, manzanas. Manzanas. Manzana. Am I pronouncing that correctly, Lindsay? Put it in the chat. Manzai. Manzana. Manzanas. Manzanas. Man- yes. Manzanas. 
Manzanas. Manzanas. Manzanas. What does that mean? It means Manzanas. apples. Apples. Manzanas. Apples? Manzanas. Apples. Okay. So, come is eat. Manzanas is apples. Apples is masculine. So you put an L. Oh, excuse me. That's wrong. Manzanas. So L is he, right? L is he. La is 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 she, right? Uh-huh. El mm-hmm. come manzanas means what? El I'm come manzanas. Eating. He El L eat L El El come manzanas. El come manzanas. Apples? He eats apples. He eats. Oh, he eats apples. He eats apples. Oh, El come or you could just say, manzanas. Or you could just say El come, El come uh, uh, J. Anthony Brown, because that's what you do. And then you can El fill in the blank. <laughs> El Come, whatever you do, J. Anthony Brown. That's between you and your, El, your paramour. El Come. El Come. El Come, come Manzanas. Yes. El Come. El come he eats apples. He now, eats apples. Or but if you just stop at the El Come, you can fill in the blanks yourself. See, this is he the eat. gift that I keep on he giving. Eat. Yes. He eats. Yes. Does he eat? Yes. He El Come. Eats. <laughs> yes, he does. All right. All right. <laughs> on that note, on that note, let me let Togai, Togai go. Let me let you go. And um, I'm going to promise to watch Antebellum and your character, Eli, who you slipped up and told us something's going to happen to. So now I just got to watch to see how it all plays out. And I need to know how Janelle Monet ended up in slavery. I need to know that. And follow this man because he's amazing. He's amazing. And I want you to come back. And I th- think I'm going to have an off-mic conversation with you about Zimbabwe because I think it's important yeah. that we uh, make those connections, the dots. Thank yeah. you for being here. 